You're listening to the Armchair Psychologists Podcast. Okay. All right, Jack. Am I the asshole for demanding my boyfriend give me money? When I, 23 female, met my boyfriend, 26 male, we both had stable jobs. I had a full-time and a part-time, and he just worked typical nine-to-six jobs. We paid for our own things, and when we went on dates or did anything, it was whoever picked up the tab. More often than not, I usually offered to pay. I grew up that I shouldn't owe anyone anything, so I should just pay for myself. Anyways, we got pregnant and decided I should move in with him. He doesn't pay rent because he lives in his parents' house, but it's separated top floor in his parents, and downstairs we have our two rooms, living room, bathroom, and another room. He doesn't even pay his phone bill. At first, I found it weird, but his parents say they did this for all their children and that they don't demand rent. So I hesitantly agreed to stay there while we save our money. When I was seven months pregnant, there was a mold issue at my job, and we both spoke and agreed I should just stay home and that we weren't comfortable with daycare so that I should be at a stay-at-home mom for the first year. When I was eight months pregnant, he lost his job. Instead of looking actively for a job, he relied on unemployment, did Uber Eats once a week for money or side jobs. By the way, he's a mechanic, so he just chose not to actively look for a job. He eventually gets a two month. He eventually got a job two months after I give birth. It's a nine to six job. And at least twice a month, he does his side job of working on people's cars, which pays him a good amount. And while I wanted needed money for things, I stood quiet. His mom spoke to both of us saying he should give me $50 a week if I need anything. I agreed and told him some money would be nice. He shrugged it off. Every time he got paid, he would laugh if I brought up the $50 and make it seem like it wasn't a big deal. If it's not a big deal, then why won't you give her the money? (laughs) (laughs) I finally had enough and demanded he give me some money. I'm already looking for a job, but it's hard when every daycare I call doesn't have a place for a baby. My baby is five months. I have called four different town cities. He said things like, what do you need money for? I can't afford that. I'm going to send you money, but I want to see what this stupid $50 can do for you. I told him if $50 was too much, he could just give me 20. But I know he could afford 50 when he is only buying car parts, doesn't pay rent, orders food daily, spends $80 on Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh cards every other week, etc. I just blew up and told him I don't need his money and that if I have to go to a woman's shelter with my baby, I will, and how dare he act selfish. We received a good amount of taxes. I claimed the baby, and we split it down the middle. Yesterday, we went grocery shopping, and I paid the $100 plus for it. Meanwhile, I don't have an income. When I called him out on it, he said, I'm the one who wanted groceries. Are we supposed to starve? Anyway, I don't want to talk to him, and frankly, not sure if I should be with him. Am I the asshole because I demanded money? And it says edit update. Thank you so much, everyone, for their suggestions and also not making me feel like I was crazy. I wish I could reply to everyone, but it's so hard when I'm breastfeeding and tending to the baby. I'm now at my mom's house and in the process of transition here. My mom said I can relax until a daycare opens up, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Jack, what do you think? Yeah, so when I first read the the title of this one, I was like, all right, maybe she's like, a mooch right like she's you know trying to um like why should her why should her boyfriend just give her money um but when i read it i was like oh this is the exact opposite like what she basically got herself into and this is what i i I, this is a kind of new term that i i wasn't really familiar with but economic abuse 
Have you yes, heard of financial one? abuse? Financial abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'd never really heard it. I, I just like in the last year or so, I, I've heard of that term. And I was wow, like, you never heard of that term? I'm no, surprised. I, I just surprised. Yeah, I I guess I was just kind of had my head in the in the sand, not not in the sand about it, but like just uh, not really paying attention. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I never considered like abuse. I thought was like, you know, physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse. But I'd never heard the term financial abuse. I, I guess it made sense to me before, but I'd never heard it actually like named you know? Right. Right. So, um, to name it, I think is to give it some power and, uh, and it deserves power because that's exactly what she got herself, not herself into, but that's the situation she was in was that she is basically, he was abusing her financially because it does, it doesn't sound like he was being emotionally abusive, maybe distant and aloof, um, unattentive. Um, it doesn't sound like there was physical abuse, um, but, she, but a hundred percent, she was just like, it was, it was isolation. Like I'm right. going to, you know, I'm not abusing you. I'm not doing anything. Um, you're, you know, you, this is all your fault. You know, you got yourself in this, uh, situation, but he, but giving her no money to means she has no mobility. She has no ability to right. move anywhere, go anywhere, see friends, do anything. She's completely isolated. And then he can just go like, I'm not abusing you. I have never laid a finger on you before. I've never called you a name. And so oh, it's kind God. of like, um, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of, uh, excuse, you, you, you're, you're kind Gaslight. of excusing. Yeah, it's gaslighting. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. My God, Jack, it's so true what you're saying, because I know that that's all the stuff that he's going to bring up. But he's it's like entrapment. He's keeping her hostage, essentially, because she has no access to any finances. And I personally think at the point that you're going to have a baby together, you should be sharing finances. Right. No, I mean, she gave up her job to watch the baby. I mean, here's the problem is like this. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to victim blame or anything, but I do. I do think that she walked into the situation, just was kind of rushed into it, like like started dating this guy. Then they had a baby and the kind of having these conversations after you're in the situation is not ideal. Right. You, you want to discuss the economics before you make the decision. And if she had talked to him, it just sounds like he's not a reliable partner. Like he's just really is she, he's, he's terrible. Like he's just, he's just a bad guy. And so I, I guess that I am partially victim blaming, I guess. I mean, if I, I mean, we should. Yeah, like, Jack, but here's yeah. the thing. It's like, if she had these conversations with him before she got pregnant, Maybe she did. We don't we don't know because she didn't yeah. include that info. But if she even if she did, do you think he's going to come out and say, oh, yeah, I'm an asshole and I'm not going to give you any money. Right. So no, fuck, you can not going to say that. Yeah, he's not going to say yeah. that. So how is she supposed to vet him? It's like, you know, it's not her fault. It's his fault for abusing her financially, because that's a problem a lot of times with like, why didn't you pick a better guy or why did you get yourself in the situation or why did you get pregnant with a guy who's not reliable? It's like most of these abusive pieces of shit pretend to be somebody else until you're too far in to just kiss his ass goodbye. Like if she's 
pregnant, he knows that he has her trapped, especially she had to move in with him and everything. So now his true colors can come out. And I really doubt that he was being, she sounds like a responsible person. And so mm. I really doubt that his, he was being an obvious ass, irresponsible and an abuser before he had her trapped. That's a you're that's I needed that. I needed a little uh straightening out, I think, because um <laughs> you're right. Because what they what, what these I'm here guys for. do is well th- that's what they do. They love bomb you, right? In the beginning. They're lo- they love yeah. bomb uh, you know, super attentive, um, you know, exactly what you're you're saying. And then um and then they pull the rug out once they got you kind of in the position they want you in. So, you know, the to say she walked, she stepped on the rake, you know, five times in a row is really unfair. I, I should I should retract my uh, my previous comments, because I, I do think that like there at the end of the day, like like you said, it's it's he it's his choice to financially abuse her. And and, and if you make the choice to do that, then you carry all the responsibility of it. Like, that's what he did. Like, he it's it's 100 percent on him. And she's a victim like there's no you can't parse it like, you know, 10 percent. She deserved it. And 90 percent. She's a victim and 90 percent. He's an asshole. But 10 percent. He's aloof. Uh, It's not it's not fair to to divide it that way. So you're right. There's in this case, there's a clear victim and then there's a, a clear abuser. And uh, and it and a lot of people would probably disagree with us and say that's not abuse. He never laid a finger on her. He never, uh, you know, called her a, a c word or anything like that. And it's like, no, there's lots of different forms of abuse, and this is right. and financial abuse is one of them. And I, isolation is he he had her exactly where he wanted her at home, unable to communicate with her friends. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he let her phone bill lapse and she didn't even have phone uh, privileges, you know, I mean, this, right. she, and and then, you know, who knows if physical abuse and emotional abuse is, is on the on the table in the future. So right. she, getting her ass out of there, like is was the smartest thing that she can do. And and then also saying to yourself, she needs to say to herself, I was abused. So right. So she doesn't allow herself to go back into that situation when he most definitely ends up on her doorstep begging her, you know, come on, baby, I'm so sorry. I'll never do that again. I'll give you 50 bucks, 100 bucks. She should never, ever go back with that person because he's capable of doing it once. He's capable of doing it again. So I hope she doesn't, you know, go back into that situation. Right. I hope she doesn't try to make it work with him because it's like. Whenever it's like, oh, we'll try to make it work with the father of your child. It's like, it's never that. It's always like it with situations of abuse. It's always like you're the one putting in all the effort, even though you were abused to make it work with someone whose only interest is further abusing you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in that case, again, I'm not I'm never going to I don't think I want to get into the into the. you know, into into the area of like blaming the abused person. Um, so even if she does go back, I'm not going to say, uh, oh, you know, told you so or that kind of stuff, because I, I just not constructive. Right. It doesn't really work. It doesn't help the situation. But right. I just hope that in my in my heart of hearts that she doesn't go back to that guy, because I think that guy is an abuser. I think he's really sneaky the way he did it, too. And I think he'll do it again. 
And and the next time the financial abuse might not work, but then what about physical abuse? You know, right. it's like, okay, I now I can't get what I want by with withholding money. Maybe I can get what I want by like smashing your face in. I mean, right. this, this because it's all it's they're capable of all of it. If you're capable of right. some of it, you're capable of all of it, I think. Yeah, I think ultimately for most of the time it shows you have an an extreme lack of empathy and that even if you wouldn't like and I think Jack what you're saying is true that usually it escalates because if they can't get control one way they'll just keep escalating until they can regain control again because that's usually what they want right well not usually that is what abusers want but also I think that even if it never crosses the line into another form of abuse, it can still be just as damaging as anything else because the psychological impacts of being desperate for money and being worried about your baby and being worried about groceries and, you know, your place to live being threatened and your your safety. It's like your habitat, your environment, your shelter, and all resources are tied to someone that's holding it over your head. I think that can be just as damaging as any other form of abuse. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, she was completely isolated and uh, you know, that's what these abusers, what, what it, where it comes from is, is a deep, 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 like, you know, endless hole of, of, of uh, insecurity, you know, they're just, they hate themselves. You know, and it's 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 a, a it's in a, on a mask of narcissism, but it's it's really a deep hatred inside that they have for themselves, and a deep insecurity that uh, if she's allowed to just be a normal human and interact with other people, she's going to meet someone better. And you know, like it's it's that right. that's the that's the fear that these guys have, and that fear is not going to go away just because you you left. You know, it's just going to it, like you said, it's going to ramp it up. So. Um, please don't go back to that guy for the sake of your baby, you know, um, don't go back. And, um, I hope, I hope she's able to get like full custody of the, of the kid, you know, because I know that they'll use any leverage point they can to punish, you know, um, their victims for having the audacity to leave them, you know? Um, right. Yeah. yeah. I think ultimately, um. Yeah, I really hope she doesn't go back. She sounds like she has a good head on her shoulders. It sounds like she has some family support. I would say really lean into that. And I know that sometimes when women have a kid or something, it's just societally, there's so much pressure to make it work with the father of the kid. But I think that ultimately you'd be so much better off not trying to make it work with someone who is abusive and who's going to be a bad role model for that child anyway. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's just at, at the end of the day, it's, it's, uh, it's abuse. Uh, it's a form of abuse. It's just another, another way that they, the, to manipulate and control people. And, uh, and, and it's not illegal. There are laws against it. There are laws, at least in Mexico, there are laws against financial abuse and financial neglect and abandonment of your family. Mm-hmm. So I think there are laws in the U.S., but it's like it's kind of hard. I think in the U.S. you ultimately have to take the person to court first and file for like child support and stuff 
before you can start claiming. Yeah. You know, and, and the plausible deniability, right? Like the guy is like, Hey, she's always, she's got food. She's got shelter. She's got clothes. Um, baby's got diapers, like whatever we need, we have, I, I provide. Um, right. You know, do God, I, need to, do so I have bad. to give her spending money so that she can Uber out to meet her friends? Like what, it's, it's very hard, I think, to 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 make a law on that, you know, like what would the law be like what how much money? Um, so I, I very much like for her to get out of that situation is the best choice. I, I right. think just, just leave if you can. Right. Yeah. Right. So not the asshole is decided. Definitely not the asshole. The guy yeah. is a huge asshole and an abuser more than just an asshole, but a huge abuser as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, social. So, am I the asshole for making my children pay for their own portion of our family vacation? Mm -hmm. We have been planning on going on vacation to Cuba for the Christmas holidays for a week. It's pretty. It's pretty pricey during the Christmas holidays, but that's the only time we can all go. We have three children: twenty female, fifteen male, and twelve female. Who are and uh, who we are making them pay for their own ticket and part of the hotel, since we wouldn't be financially stable enough to pay for five plane tickets and such. My twelve-year-old daughter has been complaining that since the other two have jobs and she doesn't, that it's not fair. However, we've decided to stick firm with it and be equal to them all. Their other option is, if they don't want to pay, is staying at grandma's. She has savings, which are just enough to cover the vacation, but she also wants to save up for a phone. My other two children aren't happy that they have to pay for their own, but they are willing to since they are willing to since we'd be going to Cuba. Am I the asshole for making them pay? I feel like most families don't make their children pay for their own ticket, but since we all really want to go, my wife and I think it's the best option. Um, edit. My 12-year-old daughter almost 13 is going to grade eight and she has worked at our business a couple of times for me, which I would pay her for. Am I the asshole? Social, what do you think? Uh, I think that it's a good indication that they really can't afford this trip if they want their 12 year old to pay for her plane ticket and hotel. Right. It's like, I think it's a little different for the 20 year old. And I mean, even the 15-year-old for me, that's like a little young to be paying for your own vacation. I yeah. used to make my own money prior to being 13 because I would babysit. And then I would like save up money and I had a lot of like saved up. And um, I think it was like i i don't think my parents ever expected me to pay for like my plane ticket or that that was never even like a question or something mm -hmm. that i had to like think or worry about and so i'm really shocked that for that to even be a thing i guess and it just it just screams like okay they can't afford this or they should have just made it a couple's trip or some other time and not on christmas I don't know, Jack. What do you think? I, but the, I, I want. I'm going to do this like a like a financial advisor on you know like a Dave Ramsey or. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say you can't afford it, 
so don't go you morons you know what i mean it's just like they want but it's it's like a child right but we but i want to but i want right. to yeah well so you know i want to go to malta you know i want to stay on a yacht in the mediterranean or whatever okay but i'm not a child i understand that i can't afford it so i don't go you know what i mean what i don't do right. is make my 12 year old pay for her own airline ticket that's that is pathetic it is so pathetic like they are such the assholes in this situation it's just there's just no there's no gray area at all for me like to, for me they're totally the assholes if you're gonna if you're uh, planning a family vacation you pay for the plane tickets you pay for the hotel you pay for the food. Now, if you wanted to make your 12 year old pay for souvenirs or something like that, okay, fine. I'd be like, you bring some of your own money and you can buy like souvenirs or, um, you know, some like stupid things that you want to buy there or whatever. But the main stuff is on me. And if I can't afford it, then just go to, you know, go to a cabin or go camping or find something that's in your affordability, but it, it, that's affordable to you. But like, it's, it's like, but no, we, I want to go this, this, I don't know. Like a family vacation is not about, it's not about you. You know what right. I mean? It's about the right. kid. It's about giving experience to your kids. That's what I've always right. thought vacations were for. I mean, a family vacation, it was something that like, you know, I could just take it or leave it. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not really, you know, it's not about me. It's, it's about, um, it's about my daughter. It was about giving her an experience. So to, to like, if I right now said, Oh, we're planning a vacation to, I don't know, Malaysia and you're going to pay for your own airline ticket. I, I just, I couldn't even ask her. It would be, I'd be so shamed to, it'd be so shameful to even ask her for, to pay for it. I don't know. Right, and it's like, yeah. no, I, I think you're right. And even with it, some people said, I can understand the 20 year old. I mean, if the 20 year old is in college, like I really doubt that they have extra money to be like, yeah, I'm just going to throw that towards a Christmas vacation. They could even have done it this way, which I think would have been way better is like get their kids kind of like something nice, but simple as a Christmas gift. And then said, we're putting the rest into a fund so we can go into Cuba next year or the year after. Like if that's something the kids would want, like being like, Hey, do you want to go to Cuba? Yes. Okay. Then how do you guys feel about, we get some like simple Christmas gifts and have like a nice simple Christmas together and then put the rest of the money towards the fund so that in a couple years we can go to Cuba together. No, I totally I'm I'm down with that. I think that's a great idea. And it just it just means they have to be disciplined, you know, but but yeah. to me, I just I, there's like an impulsiveness to this. It's like, but I, I want to go to Cuba. I We you know, my, my wife and I want to go. It's like, yeah, but you can't afford it. You know, how much fun are you going to have, too, when you have to, like, count pennies, you know, when know. you're there? It's just like, oh, we can't let's all split a Cuban sandwich together, guys. We'll cut it into five pieces, you know, um, make sure eat as much as you can at the hotel buffet because we can't afford to buy any food when we're out. It's just so right. the whole thing is just gross to me. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't like it. I think it's I, I think it's uh, it's just it's just bad form. You know, it's just, it just looks 
it just looks bad and it, it sounds bad and the whole thing is bad. I, I just, it's just a ill-conceived idea and, and it's really pathetic and it, it's just right. like parents look like cheapos and cheapskates or whatever. Um, I think yeah. it's like very selfish. And I also think it's like very, I I honestly always thought like taking a vacation where or going wherever your parents want to go was like normal because my parents always dragged me to Mexico. And, and if I had had a say back then, I don't think I would have gone every year. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like I read a post about how it's like, oh, if you're going to be go- taking like family trips with your kids, like you, they should also get a say where they're going. And I was like, I wish that my parents had done that. And like, but my parents at least always covered the cost of everything while we were here. <laughs> right. They didn't say like, hey, you got to, you got to, you know, cough it up, social. Where, uh, where's your airline ticket money, you know? Or you're right. Gonna like, I mean, that's so weird to me. It is really weird. And it's like, I get it. If, you're, if your family has tight finances and you really want to do something, that's cool. But like I said, just plan it together for a couple of years. Be like, hey, instead of if pick some place that either everyone wants to go or or start like a travel fund for your kids for their birthday money and stuff. Like be like, instead of giving you a birthday gift, I'm going to start putting like a hundred bucks in your travel fund. And instead of a, a really expensive Christmas gift or something or expensive birthday gift, like we can get you something simpler, or have a nice birthday dinner, but we're going to put the rest in your travel fund. Um, yes. And yes. maybe like if the kid is okay, if they would rather do that than get like a material gift, which to me, definitely, I would rather my parents give me money, especially at this age, but I think at any age, I think it would have been really cool if like, from the time I was a kid until now, my parents put like money away in a travel fund for me. And then when I was 18 said, here, here's your money and go wherever you want in the world. I think that's a cool idea. The thing that I don't understand with the 20 year old makes no sense at all. It'd be like, um, if I'm going to pay for my own ticket, and my own my own hotel then why the hell am i going with you like piss right. off i'll go to cuba by myself and right. actually have fun i can drink i can party i can you know why would i want to spend my own money to hang out with my parents at 20 years right. so it just there's so many things that don't make sense here it's almost like they're what i think the three kids should do is just say um have have a nice trip you know piss off yeah, so I'm saying, like yeah. they should have just had christmas and then done a couple trip i'm almost wondering if like they can't afford a hotel by themselves and that's why they want their kids to go <laughs> they're trying to get <laughs> yeah they're trying to they're, i mean it's just so ugh, it just, it's, it's just so weird it is it just makes me uncomfortable to think about it i just um i don't they're just no shame no self-awareness at all with this couple and it just makes me wonder if they're not just like horrible uh, to to be around all the time just you know going out to eat and uh, oh my god yeah like when they go out to eat do they make their kids like chip in whatever yeah like they go to out out back and they're like did you order the blooming onion uh you have to yeah you you ate half of it so uh yeah you know it's it's it it just i understand that like people are financially strapped and this is these are tough times but right. um, in that case, I just I'm the type of person that if I can't afford it, I don't do it. It's just right. like, I'm not going to try to, like, you know, uh, finance my way 
through a, a Cuban vacation by skimming money off of my kids for airline tickets and stuff. I mean, it's just, um, I, it, it, it's like out of a, a horrible movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's terrible. I, I, I can't. Yeah. If they want to go to Cuba for cheap, they should just like set up credit card plans so that they can like get points that they can use for flights and stuff. I, I have a friend who does that. She's traveled to plenty of places. She would have never been able to afford otherwise just because she uses her credit card to like make most purchases, like grocery purchases mm, and stuff. And she yeah. pays it back immediately from her account, like her debit card. Yeah. She just like uses a credit card to make all the purchases she would with a debit card basically, and then just pays it back. So there's a lot of ways that they could like think smart and try to afford this trip. And like I said, the, the trip fund, if all the kids want to go, if they want to go as a family thing, then talk it out and just set up like a fund for the trip and be like, we're going to put all the money that we would normally get use on your guys's like Christmas gifts and stuff towards this fund. If that's okay with all of you. And if someone wants to opt out or opt out for a holiday, that's fine as well. But it's just like so, using it in general. This couple has like 1200 a month in car payments or something. You know what I mean? Like they right. both drive, one drives like a, a BMW and the other one drives a Land Rover or something. I just, it just, it's just something just is off with this, with this couple. And, uh, I don't know if I if I were 20 years old, I'd be like, all right, I escaped your orbit. Now I'm done with, you know, I'll, you know, I'll hang out with you as little as I have to. If if, if I have to split the bill every time we get together, then screw that. I'm right. It's like they have their if they have their own if they have their own business, too. It's just like it's weird. I don't know. I think yeah. it really sounds like the parents really want to go to Cuba. And now they're just trying to make everyone else pay for it, too. Yeah. Definitely, the three children need to, to uh, rise up together. Power of the people, and, uh, <laughs> and boycott uh, this whole trip together. Just say we're not doing it. Have fun, and uh, you know, don't touch my money. Hopefully, they they don't steal it out of their you know twelve year olds' uh, uh, piggy bank. <laughs> I know, my God. <laughs> it's got one anyway, of those, like, I think. It's yeah. Sorry, Sorry I was going to say, yeah. no, no, I was going to say, I think it's safe to say they're definitely the assholes in this situation. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. This is the instinct to destroy. All right, Jack, am I the asshole for not eating despite being pregnant? My fiancé and I have been together for six years, and I'm currently eight months pregnant. He came into the relationship with two kids, 11 female and 8 male, and he has full custody of them. Absolutely great kids, though the youngest ones have hyperactive ADHD. Both kids can be Klingons, though, and I'm not sure if I'm just not noticing it, or it's because I'm pregnant and irritable, or if it has just started happening. Anyways, I watch the kids during the day when my fiancé works, as I'm currently unemployed, already took leave. So she's on pregnancy leave, not like mm -hmm. exactly unemployed. And there's no point continuing to pay daycare when I'm home. It's extremely rare that my fiance comes home on his lunch breaks. I went to make lunch for the kids today and both decided they wanted ramen noodles. I got go make their food and make myself a salad. I'm utterly starving at this point and trying to rush because I want to eat. 
My fiance shows up on his break and asks if he can have some of my salad. I didn't make enough for both of us, so I just handed him mine and went to make myself another. Well, when his daughter saw my salad, she started whining, Oh, that's not fair. I want one. I literally gave her the choice of having salad, and she said no. I was getting quite pissed at this point because I was hungry as fuck. I reiterated that I gave her the choice, and she said no, and she kept whining, saying, Yeah, but I didn't know it looked that good. And then, I swear to God... It was on purpose. She drops her food on the floor. I throw my salad on the table at her and she starts lapping it up before I even walk off. Getting salad dressing all over her face per usual because she insists on covering herself with food to show how much she likes it. She does it with every single meal that she is excited about. I sit on the couch without anything. My fiance comes in and asks why I'm not eating and I tell him I outright fucking refuse to make myself food for the third time just so someone else can ask for it. I'm pregnant and feel there's a complete lack of respect on how much I do for everyone and their expectations of me. He says I'm being dramatic over food and purposely starving myself simply because others wanted what I had is petty. Just say no, it's not that fucking hard, he said, except his kid literally dumped her food so she could have mine and he saw her and didn't even correct it. So am I the asshole? <laughs> okay, Jack, what do you think? Ah. <laughs> uh... God, you know, uh, as a as a husband, you know, we can be so freaking stupid sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just sometimes, you you know what I mean? Especially when you're watching like another guy just just screw up so badly and then and then not get it for like the second, you know, like just compound the problem on top of it. Like by, you know, why aren't you eating? Um you know, I'm I'm at a point now, like where I've been married long enough, where I I know I might make the mistake of coming in and and first asking for her salad. You know, I might do that. Right. But the following mistakes, I would have I would never have made those mistakes. You know, I wouldn't have made the issue worse. So no, she's not the asshole for for not eating. I'm sure her she probably lost her appetite after dealing with those uh, maniacs for. Uh, right. A half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever like let her right. stew in her anger for a little bit instead of coming up and like you know um giving her the the sad puppy eye puppy dog eyes of like why aren't you eating what you're trying to starve my baby this kind of bullshit um oh god yeah it's so if he was so worried he should have come up with her with like he should have come up to her with something to eat he should have made a freaking beautiful chicken salad for her or something i mean i don't right it's so first off i mean she's pregnant too eight months pregnant like he should be waiting on her hand and foot right you know what i mean like why is she doing this like i i would just keep the kids in daycare like she she probably would love to have the five six hours of just like kicking your feet up and you know her feet are probably sore they're probably swollen i mean it's just like um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I just, I think there's some, I, I, I want to know that, like, how old is the husband? Like, he's probably not that young. He's old enough to know better. He's got an 11 year old, an 11 year old. So he can't be that young. I don't know if it said their ages. No, it didn't say how old they both were, but if he has an 11 year old, you know, he's at least in his thirties, probably, unless he had them like super young, but I, I'm going to guess that, He's at least in his thirties. Yeah, I mean, if she if she were like, um, if it were over something petty, 
But this was not a petty situation. Like what he said. I mean, she basically this is the culmination of like dealing with a kid who has ADHD and you know, it she she's being she's been really patient and and sounds like she takes good care of those kids and then to just have her husband kind of just walk in and and take her salad away and not do anything when her kid throws the ramen. I, I don't know. It's just the whole situation. Like it would drive me insane too. And I would probably lose my appetite. And um, so I a hundred percent she's, I, I would say she's not the asshole in this situation. I don't know. What do you think about this though? I mean, so I think she's not the asshole. I've never been pregnant, so I can't like speak from her perspective, but I imagine that it's really hard and even I had a friend who was recently pregnant and just had her baby. And I think that's my first friend to get pregnant, you know, because I'm still in my 20s. So yeah. I don't have that many friends who have had kids yet. Um, She was my first friend to get pregnant and she had a really easy pregnancy. And even she was really over it by the end. But like by eight months, she was ready to have the baby just come out. <laughs> she yeah. was just tired she could feel the baby kicking she like couldn't sleep that much and she she herself says she had a really easy pregnancy she didn't get like a lot of the other issues that pregnant women usually get she didn't have any like morning sickness she didn't have like swelling she didn't have like a lot of pain she was having a pretty easy pregnancy and just the discomfort of having a giant belly of like full of a baby and having the baby kicking and stuff yeah after like eight nine months of that you're ready you know to have the baby just leave exit your body <laughs> and so i to hear that she's dealing with these these other kids first of all why are they in daycare if they're eight and eleven aren't they supposed to be in school or does she mean like daycare? <laughs> right. like, yeah i guess she means daycare like after school before her husband gets home mm-hmm no, or this summer vacation, like, maybe. I, that's the only one. Oh, that's sense. true. You're right. It's probably summer vacation. Either yeah. way, I don't think she should be taking care of the kids. I think that they need to put the kids back in daycare. She's too pregnant to be dealing with an 8-year-old and an 11-year-old, I think, at this point. Yeah. It's just like, if they can afford for her not to have to deal with that, I don't think she should have to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, there's no reason that guy couldn't have come home and made himself his own salad. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he came home knowing, without like warning or anything, knowing there wouldn't be food prepared for him and just took her food. It was just like so inconsiderate. And then the daughter, who's 11 years old, purposely dropped her noodles. She sounds like she's three or four just mm -hmm. so that she could get salad too. At that point, if you're 11 years old, I was making my own food by nine. So right. if you're 11 and you dropping your ramen noodles on the floor, first of all, you're cleaning that up. And second of all, you're making your own food after that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it makes no, a lot of this makes no sense. I mean, it's, it sounds like maybe the only thing I, I could, maybe the only um, shade I could throw on the, the fiance, the, they're the, the pregnant woman, pregnant uh, OP is mm -hmm. she's been too tolerant with uh bad behavior in the past so this, yeah you know and then so she so you know if she if she had kind of tolerates this sort of behavior from her fiance from her soon-to-be husband and his children 
and you you kind of set an expectation. It's like, okay, I'm I'm a doormat, and this is what I will I will always make you more food. I will always uh, do this or that for you, and so then suddenly that stops. It's it's hard to hard to hard to put a, a lid on it, you know, when it when you've been accepting it for too long, and so maybe that's the only thing that could maybe um you know get her with is is that maybe um but even then she didn't really behave badly all she did was sit on the sofa and sulk a little bit which kind of makes sense because the whole situation was depressing it's like you know i definitely would have been sulking i think one thing that we can say is like uh, I get it. Like, I get where she's coming from. I've definitely behaved the same way. I've definitely felt the same way. I definitely would have felt the same way in her situation. But I think you're right in that she's got to see these people for what they are at this point. Like, her husband or her soon-to-be husband is inconsiderate. Like, he's an inconsiderate person. Mm-hmm. And he may not be a bad person. He may not be willfully evil, but he is very ignorant. Also, I think he's disrespectful because he's told her it's not that fucking hard to say no. And I would have lost my shit if I was eight months pregnant and someone said that. I would have been like, get the fuck, get out, get out. I would have been so mad. You're watching those two kids all day. Oh, my God. Eight months pregnant. You haven't eaten anything. I mean, I get hangry now and I'm not pregnant. It's like and you haven't eaten anything and the kids are throwing their food around. Oh, my God. And then he just tells me, say no, it's not that fucking hard. I would lose my shit yeah i would lose I, my shit. i i think you know i mean there's there's the, the could have should have would have could have should have you know the the husband could have done this and that if i were her husband's home i'd be like grab my salad and go lock myself in the bedroom and turn the tv on and <laughs> just eat your salad let him on your lunch break now you're watching the kids now you're cleaning up the right. ramen. You're you deal with this. I'm out. I'm done. And I just watched. Right. And uh, and I then think he, the moment. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. Go ahead. I'm okay. I was gonna say the moment that the girl dropped her ramen on the floor in order to not blow up at everyone there, I would have taken my salad and locked myself in a, in a room and watched TV. Yes. I agree. I'm like I'm gonna blow up if I have to clean up someone else's mess right now. I'm hungry and. You know, fuck it. Right, right. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stab someone with this fork. You know, the salad fork. If, if, uh, if I have to stand stand here another ten seconds. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. He's there. I just think like it just seems like they were all at like a weird, all in kind of a weird place. It's like it's kind of a big small deal. You know. I mean, it's just like food. It's just stupid food stuff. But it's also kind of like larger issues of just like mm-hmm. respect and. I think she was basically kind of throwing a pity party for herself a little bit, like where she's like, I'm going to, I'm not going to eat. And, you know, she's eating for two, but it wasn't like she's starving herself for like days and days, you know, to punish right. her. It was like a I, meal, you know, like it's I not going to hurt the baby or hair. Was probably going to eat later. She probably just needed a few minutes to cool down because I would have needed a few minutes to cool down. And I think he could have made it better by saying, hey, can I make you something to eat or whatever? And he should not have asked for her food. But I agree. I think she, I agree. I see where she's coming from. I would have felt the same way. I've dealt with inconsiderate people. Sometimes when you're too considerate or like too um, 
accommodating and people are inconsiderate, it just sets you up for such a bad time. Yeah. And I think when I read this first, I was like, okay, it made me like think about my own life and think in the future, like if I were in situations like this in in the future, I think I would put my foot down and stop doing shit for other people so much. Like the minute he asked for my salad, I would have been like, well, you can make yourself your own salad, but I'm going to eat this because I'm pregnant. And I think like when the daughter, I think I wouldn't be asking an 11 year old what they want for lunch. Really. I think I would, I used to make my own lunch when I was 11. Yeah. You make macaroni and cheese, the ramen. I mean, how hard is it? Boil some water. I mean, it's just. I used to make like a healthier food than that. I used to make like huevos rancheros and stuff. I said that in a white way so people can understand what I'm saying. (laughs) But I used to make huevos rancheros um, all the time for myself. And it's like just, you know, I think if the kids are both going to be home from daycare and stuff, if they're not going to put him back in daycare, she needs to come up with some stuff they can do to help around the house. Yeah. I think the daughter can help. uh, The daughter can make the salad. Um, The daughter can make sandwiches. The daughter can make quesadillas. The daughter can make eggs. The daughter can make mac and cheese. The daughter can make ramen noodles. Like 11 years old, you're old enough to make a lot of stuff, especially with supervision. And, um, I think I would be putting a little bit more responsibility on her. Obviously, I wouldn't be like, I'm just going to check out the whole day and let them fend for themselves. But when it's lunchtime, it's like, hey, well, what do you want for lunch? Let's make it together instead of having to do everything for for both kids. Yeah, I think she's trying to be like maybe she's 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 trying to ingratiate herself maybe because it's like it's really she's she's kind of joining their family. Right. It's already it was already a unit, right? The the father yeah. and the two kids. And then she maybe feels like, how can I, I want to be super mom. And uh, she tried to do that. And it, it doesn't work because there's no limit to what people will ask of you if you're accommodating. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like there, when you're, when you're a people pleaser, which is, you know, kind of my personality, I think you are probably too. Um, yeah. When you're a people pleaser, there you you think that there there's a limit to what people will ask of you right um yeah and when that limit when it exceeds your kind of the the and that arbitrary line that you make for yourself where like i would never ask someone for this and then they cross that line and go way past it um there's a lot of just you what happens is there's a lot of confusion a lot of like um resentment Right, right, exactly. Resentment is the is the perfect word, and that those feelings like they they need to talk about this. Like they they you, you it, this will fester and will will metastasize into something bigger and and more problematic in their marriage if they don't if she doesn't stop, um, if she doesn't uh, make some some kind of boundaries, set some boundaries, and say I'm I'm willing to do this much for for this, but you know you have to pick up the slack here. Your kids need to do this and I'm not going to tolerate this. I'm not a doormat. I'm not, I didn't come in here to be, um, your, your maid, you know, right. And free babysitter and, uh, you know, baby oven, you know, it's, that's not, I'm more than I'm a person. So. Right. And I think, yeah, I think she's been too nice and too accommodating. I think she should just lay down boundaries, like you said. And I think she should, just 
I think she needs to have a good talk with him and be like, first of all, no more disrespect because like, why are you saying it's not that fucking hard or whatever? Don't talk to me like that. Number one. Yes. Number two, I'm not here to do everything for you and your family. Um, You guys were already a unit before me and that means that you guys could function without me. And so I expect you guys to be picking up more slack now that I'm eight months pregnant Yeah. because I should not be having to do everything for you guys when that's not, you know, what you guys, you could do it without me until you met me. And so I expect you to pick up more responsibilities around the kids and stuff. And they're walking right into a landmine here because situation, because the, I mean, if you think, you know, taking care of a baby when is, is hard when it's inside the body, it's way more difficult when it's outside, you know, like you've got to, you know, there's going to be so much time she's going to be spending with this little, this little newborn baby. And, uh, and, and if she's got to deal with two kids and then a, a kind of, uh, another kid that is a husband um that behaves like a kid i mean she's gonna go insane she'll lose her mind um so i i think you're exactly right she's got to set some boundaries up and if she doesn't then it's kind of on her you know what i mean because it's like if you're gonna be if you're gonna welcome people and say i'm a doormat just come and walk on me um people will because you know you're you're giving permission, even tacit permission is is a is kind of permission, and I'm not saying it's right for people to do that, but I'm just saying that's what people will do. They'll just take and take and take and take and take, um, as long as you're standing there re- willing to give, 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 give. And so, right. if she doesn't set boundaries, then she's gonna be she's gonna have a bad time. And so, right. I hope that she, you know, they need to have a, a discussion when they cool down. You know, d- don't right. talk about it in that moment, but wait till he gets home from work and say, look, this is not working for me. Um, I need this, this, this and this. We need to make it happen. And, um, you know, negotiate, have a have a have a conversation, like a real proper discussion, because um, it, right. not talking about it is it's uh, I don't know. She she she's she can't continue like this. It's not going to work. Right. Yeah. It's like people I agree ultimately with. As people pleasers, we we always think like people should be more considerate and they should be, but they're not. And so nice. you got to you got to like look at that reality in the eyes and be like, OK, this is the situation I landed myself in because well, not necessarily landed myself in, but this is a situation that I'm in now because people don't have the empathy that I expect them to have sometimes and they don't, they don't have the consideration for others that I expect others to have as well. And so I need to put myself as a priority and, you know, me eating and having enough food for me and the baby, that's way more important than my husband eating and an 11 year old who can make her own food eating. Cause I already made her food and she decided to drop it. She can make her own food. She's not going to starve to death in a couple hours. Right. Um, and it's me first. And I think it's like sometimes as a people pleaser, you need to learn to put yourself as a priority and tell everyone else to fuck off. Not literally, but just with your actions, show them that you mean business and that you're there for yourself primarily and that everyone else is secondary to that because other people think that way and they will take advantage of you if you don't think that way. Yeah. And I think other people will think like, well, you were fine with it last time. Right. You know, and the time before that and the time before that, you never said anything. Um, And that's because we as people pleasers, we're also 
kind of not assertive, you know, we'll, 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 uh, we're passive. And so we set this like arbitrary boundary in our mind, in our minds. And then when people step all over it, um, but how would they know if we never articulate what that boundary is? How, how do we, we just live expecting other people to respect boundaries that we've never actually set? Articulated. So I think, yeah, I, I mean, I think people will take advantage of us, but in the same respect, you have to kind of be your own. Um, uh, you, you have to kind of represent yourself. Advocate, too. be your own advocate. Be your own advocate. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I think ultimately, I don't think she's the asshole necessarily, but I think, and I think I'm going to give her more grace because she's eight months pregnant and she was in a stressful situation. I think her husband was an asshole because he came in and told her it's not that fucking hard to say no. And yeah. I would have lost my shit at that point. So I think he's kind of an asshole. But I think she's being an asshole to herself by not eating and not prioritizing herself when like it's like everyone else around you is being an asshole to you. So now you're not going to eat. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, why are you being an asshole to yourself? Because everyone else was already an asshole to you. <laughs> right. No, she could. There's no reason she couldn't take that. She couldn't have taken that salad into the the bedroom, locked the door, and uh, you know, watch uh, Doctor Phil and have a salad. Like that's totally reasonable, and she she earned it. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think I I don't think throwing a pity party is ever like a good a good like choice in these situations. I think there, I don't think anyone behaved necessarily heroically in this in this scenario, but of all the people who like, when it comes to culpability, she's the least culpable. Like she, she's just not an asshole. Um, she right. was just, she just got fed up and kind of reacted emotionally in the moment. And, um, and I think everyone should have let her just let her be in that moment. Right. Or offer some food or something instead of yeah. just walking in and being like, why are you sitting here and just being an asshole? I think I will set one more caveat, though, which is that it really, to me, I think it depends a bit on how her husband has reacted to her, like setting boundaries or saying no in the past. Because yeah. if she said no to like giving him food when he comes randomly on his lunch break or like set that boundary or had that discussion before and he still continues to do it and just trample her boundaries anyway then he's more the asshole and I wouldn't blame her for her reaction. Cause I think you get to that point where you're like, well, what does it matter if I say no? Or what does it matter if I set that line in the sand, if he's just going to cross over it and trample all over it anyway? Yeah. That's a good point. It, it, we don't know, you know, we don't know the behavior that she, the precedent that she has set before, you know, maybe she, maybe she likes feeding him when he comes home, you know, or for work. Uh, and, he, and so he just, right, but, or maybe she yeah. also said, has said, no, you need to bring your own food or whatever. And then he just showed up anyway without it. Like he might be, yeah. he might just trample her boundaries anyway, in which case I can't blame for her for how um, she reacted. Yeah. So, because I think at that point you get to a point where you're not sure what you're like, what you can or can't do without the other person um, still trampling your boundaries regardless of what you choose to do. So I think that, that's like an important caveat caveat that we didn't discuss. But besides that, yeah, I don't think, like you said, I don't think anyone behaved heroically. I also don't think it's the end of the world, but they do need to have a serious conversation conversation. Yeah. If they could just uh, talk about it and uh, it'll go a long way to help them. 
Uh, so NTA, not the asshole. And for our listeners out there, if you want to send us a situation, uh, send us an email, armchairpsychologistpodcast at gmail.com. And we will read your situation on the show. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, catch you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye-bye. The species called man does have any relationship with God. It's because he alone is able to undo God's work. I don't say he does it maliciously or on purpose. Just that as other creatures were endowed with the instinct to survive, we seem to have been endowed with the instinct to destroy. I think I could turn and live without him. They do not lie when they die in their sickness. They do not make me sick discussing their duty to God. Not one of them yields to another, or to his own kind. Not one of them respect respect.